0: it is podcast time hockey fans thank you for watching this dan k show production presented by the pueblo bulls hello everyone
1: and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey the best place to go for your collegiate hockey your usphl hockey we'll even throw in youth hockey from time to time when we get asked to come out we love covering the game of hockey at all age ranges and also all across the country And this might be the longest distance interview potentially that has happened so far on the summer series. We'll have to go back and fact check that. But we're pretty far away, separated by a few time zones, a few different climates. Myself in New Jersey, but our guests today a little bit farther west, just a bit. We'll call it like a like a driver and an eight iron away from New Jersey. Two of them, one Zoom room. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, the folks at home who we got in the podcast today.
0: Hi, I'm Bobby Ruddle. I'm the owner and head coach. Uh,
2: of the Rogue Valley Royals. And I'm Allie Ruddle. I'm co-owner and I run the office uh, here in Medford, Oregon.
1: All right, so we've got Bobby and Allie Ruddle. This is this is great. I mean, we get a chance to introduce uh, new... We get a chance to introduce teams to new players every year. That's kind of the the beauty of junior hockey, right? Every year there's new players, new parents who are getting involved. Whether it's players who you know are on a team already and are trying to learn a little bit more about their surroundings inside the USPHL or prospective players who have yet to kind of commit to a team here right where they're maybe trying to find out some more information about about franchises about the the coaches and owners and and, and information like that and so in that vein let's uh Let's go ahead and dive in to just your, your personal backgrounds here. Um, either one of you can start, but I I think one thing that's always interesting is to find out how you've gotten to this place, um, this position with this team and, and maybe let the folks at home know a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah. So I grew up in Colorado, um, in the mountains. I started playing hockey at three years old. So before I could really remember, um, Did all that youth hockey growing up. I moved out here to Southern Oregon my senior year of high school to play for the then Southern Oregon Spartans. I was fortunate enough to meet my wife, Allie, at the time, too. Um, Did a couple more years after that on the East Coast, then got into coaching and kind of led right up to this. Was a director here for a few years. um, And then we were presented this opportunity and we just kind of ran with it.
2: Yeah, um, we played against each other in high school hockey when he was here. So he was here to play junior hockey. It was his first year. uh, He was a rookie. But he also played for the local high school team, which played against mine. Um, And then uh, we stayed friends. I played college hockey um, in South Dakota. um, And he was playing juniors uh, for the Florida Junior Blades, actually, um, down in Southern Florida. And so we just kept in touch, started dating. um, And then we eventually... When he was done playing hockey and I was done playing hockey, moved to the same city. I'm, I'm from here in Medford, Oregon. So that's it was easy to come back here. And yeah, we got this opportunity and we both just love hockey so much. And we love what junior hockey brings to this community here in Southern Oregon. We get crazy fan turnout and it's just such a huge thing that the community looks forward to. And we actually have two kids of our own that we want to grow up in this environment. So it was just a no brainer for us. Yeah. And we just wrapped it's up our, choice. yeah, we just wrapped up our first season and, and it, it was a blast.
1: So. Yeah, and you know, the, uh, the fan aspect of it is, is amazing. I always love when, when junior hockey teams get a chance to, to have fans because what it really means is you're making, making an impact in the community. Right. So, you know when you when you have a a Royals home game, what is the atmosphere like?
0: Oh, it's loud um, they they've had junior hockey here for the last I think fifteen fifteen years. years. Um, they've always showed up, so it was really fun to start that new season last year and just really never miss a beat here in this town. It was awesome,
2: yeah, and I think one thing we didn't really realize is how like far reached. I mean, we had kids getting Royals themed birthday cakes made and tagging us in photos and Royals themed birthday parties. And it was like, oh my gosh, like kids, this does mean a lot to a lot of people. And um, I grew up here when it was the Rogue Valley Wranglers. So, like, I have been here for every phase. You know, I met my husband, he played for the Spartans. I played for the junior Spartans travel team. So, like, Having every phase and then now we're the Rugby Royals were a current ownership, it's just been really cool to see the fans get to watch us grow up. And then now they're like, oh, it's so crazy seeing you guys in this role. It's really fun. And it really is a family environment. People do come out because they care about these boys and about us and about the family environment that the the fans create.
1: Now, I not to backtrack too far, but did I hear correctly that you two used to play against each other in high he school did. hockey
2: <laughs> he robbed me of a state
1: title so oh boy so starting things off on the right foot then. yeah right. <laughs> i was the ringer
0: coming in that year <laughs>
2: it's favorite story to tell our son at bedtime like do you want to hear about the time that daddy stole a state championship from mommy i'm like no let's skip that one tonight
0: <laughs> so
1: is the trophy on Display, but slightly to like one side of the couch than the other. How does
0: that work? It's display on the at the rink, so she just. <laughs>
2: I right pass it in, <laughs> into the office. He likes to bring up the photo all the time of the game that took him to the state championship, which is the game where he beat us. And there's like little reflections in the glass of my teammates. And I'm like, Ugh, I need that.
1: <laughs> oh no! You, it comes. It's like a Renaissance art piece at that point, right? You just <laughs> right? You, you walk by it. It's just like he's so happy, and then, well, you know, you can always bring that up from from time to time. A lot of times in the Dan K show we talk about that when you're playing for teams, right, you're you're really playing for coaches. And when you want to be committed to a team, you're now playing for the owners too. Right? So if you're listening to this and you want to know if your ownership loves hockey, Rogue Valley yeah. Royals, I mean, there there might not be two more dedicated hockey people who've kind of lived and breathed it for their entire lives. But the the landscape I think has changed a little bit. I mean not just over the last maybe decade or so, but even within the last couple of years, I mean, there's just been so much that has changed. Is there something that kind of sticks with either of you about, you know, something that, that you've realized has changed or maybe a different perspective now that you're involved in ownership?
0: Um, just the fact that, um, the whole hockey community in general, whether it be in our USP youth hockey, anything like that, um, Seeing that that growth on the West Coast is really cool to see. Seeing Seattle come in, have success. Um, Vegas, will count them as West, have success. Um, just really seeing hockey programs start to
2: grow. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see. Yeah, I agree. I think growing up here, I mean, you grew up in Colorado, hockey is still big there. Growing up here in Oregon, it's not. I mean, a lot of people actually in this town, if you're at the store or something and you make a comment about owning a hockey team, they're like, we have an ice rink. And you're like, it's been here for 25 years. Like, come on. But yeah, I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing that's changed is just kind of like Seeing how many moving parts there are in hockey, in in junior hockey, I guess, like you come to a junior hockey game and you love it and you watch it, but then you go behind the scenes and you see what goes into recruiting a hockey team, what goes into putting together volunteers and billet families and creating that in whole environment, the whole experience. That was super eye opening to me. I mean, you lived it, you lived Mm. with billets and things like that, but I hadn't, I didn't play junior hockey. so. It was really it was new to you, yeah, and and seeing trying to get a community mm-hmm. involved when we we don't have an NHL team here in Oregon. I mean, you got people who love San Jose, you got people who love Seattle, a couple of Vegas fans, but yeah, having the Royals here and the Spartans and the Wranglers before us it it does plant those seeds that other places in this country have had for decades,, yep. so just doing our part. <laughs>
1: It really has exploded. You have the Mountain Division, which was just granted the Tier Two status in the N.C.D.C. Um, they'll be competing against your more traditional franchises, right? The Junior Bruins, the Jersey Hitmen, the Connecticut Junior Rangers on the East Coast. You've got all the teams in California. Last year, Dan and I were out in the California Cup between Long Beach and San Diego, and yeah. And then you've you've got you've got teams in your division as well. Um, and for for people who don't realize, maybe the difference. And maybe one of the unique challenges that I was hoping you guys could maybe talk about that, one of the unique challenges is, you know, to use an East Coast example, when the PAL junior Islanders and the Connecticut junior Rangers play each other, that's a, that's a 45 minute bus ride, a four hour bus ride. If you're trying to drive there in rush hour, but you and your travel partners are a little bit farther apart, right? So how far do you guys have to travel? And and does that create any additional challenges for your franchise?
0: Yeah, so our longest ride is usually kind of 20-plus hours, mm-hmm. um, and that's a long bus ride right? for any kind of team. Um, it, it kind of poses the challenges of, A, getting to the game prepared, ready to go, um, all that stuff. So we'll stop halfway through. We'll leave a day early, right? Um, do half-hour drive one day, half the drive the next day. Um, yeah, because if you if you try and play a game after a 20-hour bus ride, it's you're pretty much asking for a loss <laughs> and not a <laughs> performance either, right, right, um so yeah, that was probably the challenging part of getting them prepared enough to play a game and get those bus legs out, get good food in them before the game um but yeah it's it's pretty long bus rides we have um a big TV at the front of our bus with a Xbox where guys will play NHL for hours and hours and so we have we have our fun on the bus too. Oh yeah,
2: you guys have a lot of fun. We did a uh like a team event at the end of the season where we went over some fun statistics and one of the statistics was how many miles you guys drove this year. And it was some like 14,000 miles with, you know, the Vegas showcase wow. and all their games. And, you know, we are on an Island in the Northwest. I mean, last season there was Vernal and rock Springs and they're like within two hours of each other. And then Seattle and Bellingham are like an hour. And then there's us. So every road trip is a trip. Is a trip. But I would say a positive note to that is our boys are, we're really close. I mean, yeah. they spent a lot of time, In a bus together, and they they built really strong relationships. I mean, and I think that had a huge part in that. I mean, you guys played a lot of fun games on the bus. They
0: were they were forced to stay talking to each other for hours.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't. It's not fun, and it may not be great for the on ice product at all times. But it did build like some really cool memories. Yeah.
1: Well, that that does have the benefits, you know, over the long term, right? You have to, uh, I, I have a regional bias, of course, towards teams in, in my professional teams. But, you know, mm-hmm. watching the New York Rangers this year, assemble on paper, the greatest team of all time, and then absolutely collapse <laughs> immediately, right? Because there's, there's no, there's no mesh. The guys, they, they don't know each other, right? They're not, they're not right hand, left hand. So, You know, obviously spending spending time on a bus is is a little tough. I love that you guys break it up. I love that you guys have the TV. You're prepared for it. You're not just chucking these guys on a bus. telling them to, you know, sit down, shut up and wait till we get there. There's (laughs) there's a lot of care that goes into maintaining that. You, You absolutely love to hear that.
2: Well, and we totally could because we have a really cool bus driver duo, their mm-hmm. husband and wife. They both have their CDL passenger endorsements. It's amazing. And yeah. They could take turns driving. They can share a hotel room. It's like literally junior hockey, like a little golden nugget. You want to find that. And they could totally take turns and power that out, but it isn't conducive for the boys. And, you know, taking that a little extra time is better for safety. It's better for, you know, the body. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's their experience they're paying us right. to give them this experience and so we want them to feel like they're being taken into consideration throughout this entire process and i mean we do that in a lot of areas yeah. i feel like
0: like one of the things we do on the road is a lot of teams will buy 20 pizzas for after a game or whatnot um what we do is we have a big foldable grill that we bring with us where we'll cook a you know, chicken, we'll do pastas, we'll do salads. So it's always... Night. The taco night, the taco love Taco Bar. Taco yes. um, so we'll do... We just try and make, you know, fresh, good food for the weekend. So we're not eating pizza and just eating food court food all weekend.
2: Which sometimes mm-hmm. has you in the parking lot of a hotel in the rain in Bellingham, Washington, mm-hmm. or in the, in the freezing temperatures of Vernal, Utah. But...
0: Cooking burgers.
2: The boys love it. They love a little home-cooked meal yeah. on the road. So
1: that's that's dedication that's that's solid grill dad vibes right there just no matter (laughs) the weather get this man a a tiny umbrella and a spatula and he's going yeah we'll
0: get it done
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: that's amazing i mean that that kind of we we've also interviewed the potomac patriots on this uh this summer sessions and they have the same thing they have a kind of a traveling rv the grill gets deployed and our joke is if you go to a showcase and you smell burgers you probably follow it and you'll find the patriots right yeah. now we have the <laughs> secret now we know if you guys are to showcase we just keep finding yeah. <laughs> burger smells as well
2: totally or tacos, <laughs> or tacos. Or tacos. I... we'll ask them what do you guys want to eat and they're all like tacos tacos
1: could it by chance be taco night it wasn't <laughs> going to but it can <laughs> um so you're still still a new franchise in terms of the grand scheme of things but mm-hmm. now with you know Kind of with the wheels now spinning in the right direction right with the fan support the community support we can kind of turn our attention to this upcoming season a little bit and the recruitment drive right because obviously as as you continue as the hockey world continues to grow it's great for opportunities for everybody but it sure it makes things a little bit interesting for teams all around the country in terms of recruitment how's the recruitment going for you at, at this point in the summer?
0: Recruitment has been awesome. Um, we're really talking to a lot of kids hitting a lot of points. Um, we only have about well we have
2: 18 spots. We have 18 signed. Mm. So we have 18 contracts in hand, but we have a handful that are like gearing up to sign. So I think we're looking for maybe five, maybe five more? More
0: or so and we'll have our full roster, which
2: um, is so different from last yeah. season.
0: Yeah, last year getting started a little bit late into the summer. We were behind on the recruiting, kind of off the get-go. So this year it's been really nice to have those established kids that we already knew about that were on our team. Yeah,
2: we had a core group of returners, which helped a ton.
0: Yeah, and then um, our recruiting all summer, just kind of making sure that we're not staying stagnant. We're always kind of building up.
1: Let's talk about the team you've got so far. This is where I like to come in because Dan and I do way too early predictions every year, and this is where this is the most like hot air of all hot air predictions. We take what limited information we have over the summer and we just go for it. Um, I've already got a couple of good ones, one in particular that I kind of dropped informally to a, a group of coaches that will remain under wrap and under seal until such time it is released. Um, it will not earn me any likes in a certain part of the country, but that's okay. Let's get some inside information on, on your team. What's the makeup? What are you expecting out of the boys this season? Are we looking at a fast paced kind of high flying team? Are we looking at some physicality? What's, what's the makeup?
0: Yeah. So we, we got our main, um, kind of group of kids back, our main core. Um, so we're really looking to have, um, the consistency of gameplay, right? Last year, we struggled a little bit from kind of game to game, whether it be our Friday night and our Sunday games were different, right? We want to make sure that we're um, getting our common goal across and making sure our guys are just competing every single night, right? Um, We have more size coming in. Um, (laughs) We already had some pretty good speed, so we're happy with that. But having that physicality and some of the um, older junior players, the maturity of the game, the just how they carry themselves, that difference between a 16-year-old and a 20-year-old is very different. You know, mental-wise, play-wise, kind of everything around. Um, so having that little extra bit of depth and maturity with our team this year um, will definitely push us in uh a lot more upward trajectory.
2: Yeah. We had a really, really young team last year. I think it was easy to sign some younger kids. We were a new organization. They're new to junior hockey. It kind of felt like a safe match. Um, and we loved our group of boys. Yeah, they were absolutely. awesome. And they, they bared with us as we were learning, they worked their butts off and we are incredibly proud of them. But, you know, we, part of loving hockey is we use our hockey tv subscription religiously we watched all of nationals and so seeing some of those teams do do well like i think it was charlotte that had like 19 age outs or something like that watching their gameplay with all the those that maturity that experience we were like hmm yeah i can see now why We we, we think we need some yeah so we've been really kind of hit we have a quite a few more 20 bombs this year than we did last year. We had two age outs last year. And I think already with our returners and some of our new signing, we're looking at closer to eight or nine age outs this year. So a little bit more maturity, a little bit more size, keeping more that jab. same speed, yeah, yeah. But having more people on the bench too, uh, to kind of help with those injuries. Mm-hmm. We got riddled with injuries last year. By the end, we were like that car you see that has like maybe a wheel left and it's still <laughs> moving, right? But it has no reason it should still be moving, but it's still moving. It's still going.
1: It's it's a long season. It's yeah. a long grind. Right. And it's it's a long grind for everyone out there. People, I think, sometimes don't appreciate how long the junior hockey season is because you think it's you think it's mid-September to, to mid-March. You know, you can tell someone it's 44 games. Right. But at the end of the day, it is it is a fast physical sport. You know, when you talk about some of these players, right, they are sometimes a little bit more uh, in, bodily irresponsible in terms of what they're willing to play through. Right. <laughs> and as coaches, as owners, it's it's the job of, of the adult in the room to sit them down, tell them to take a breather, right? And make <laughs> sure I'm seeing some smile.
2: On that. I'm like, <laughs> they look at Bobby to be like, I can play coach, right? And he glances at me and they're like, don't look at her. She's not going to give me an answer I <laughs> I'm want. Not,
1: I'm not asking you. I'm her, asking, asking you.
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can't bypass dad or to dad. You got to talk to mom because I'm, I'm the brains of that. I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable because uh, I want to protect your head for your future. You can't play college hockey if you can't do college. (laughs) We got to protect the melon.
1: That is maybe Uh the the best way I've ever heard that put you can't play college hockey if you can't do college. I love that.
2: 100%.
1: Um, So with I mean, with any partnership, right, there's there's gonna be it, it gives you more hands, right more hands to be able to steer the ship. Is there kind of a division of roles between you guys in terms of the incredible, sometimes infinite amount of hats that have to be worn at both the coaching the GM the ownership level?
0: Yeah, so I do um, all the on ice stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All the recruiting, all that stuff. The more physical hockey stuff is kind of my role, mm-hmm. and then all the um, media, the front office stuff, the billets, the school, school, the everything. She she wears a lot of
2: hats. Yeah, mm-hmm. I run our social media accounts, and I that's my favorite thing to do. I'm like, I would love to just do that. That's fun. <laughs> I have so much fun with that, but I also, I organize our billets and volunteers, and then um, I communicate with the league. So anytime there's a league communication, um, a class or a meeting, I kind of hop in there because I like to have all the info and then I just kind of relay it to him. But like he, I mean, like there's a reason that he's our, also our head coach. It's just kind of what he was born to do. You are an incredible coach and I don't, I love hockey and I love to watch it, but I get emotional. I'm the one that everyone's like okay take her she's gonna yell at the refs he's the cool calm collected and so yeah I definitely do all the front office type style stuff and then he's the bread and butter of the actual gameplay stuff
1: so you you mentioned kind of the school in there as well so the there's also I'm imagining a huge focus from rogue valley on the players education not oh. just now but but going forward as well
2: yeah, we do grade checks because um last year we had a couple of high school kids even still. Okay. Um and so I got actually a bachelor's degree in education when I was going to school. Um and I do I want them to be able to have those opportunities. I want them to be knowledgeable in what those opportunities hold, how to apply for scholarships, especially our international players. They don't the the United States education system is kind of daunting and even to somebody who grew up in the U.S., I mean, I remember pl- applying to colleges and scholarships and it's, it's such a web of information. And if you don't know where to start, you almost don't want to. So I help the boys navigate where to look, you know, we have the university of Oregon right up the road and they just went ACH 81 mm-hmm. and just kind of knowing, you know, which path to start at. Um, and of course we're still learning, in that realm, helping kids decide, like, where to go, um, what their options are. And we had our first college commit um, this season, which was really fun to help him navigate that process. And then now we get to watch the University of Michigan-Dearborn games because we have a boy there. So <laughs> that's fun.
0: Yeah, we have a, a, a big emphasis is on our schooling. Um, they're all student athletes, right? They could be awesome hockey players with really good shots, skating, that whole thing. But if they can't make it to college and get their goals, then it's kind of like, what are we doing? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? The whole goal of, of our juniors in tier three is to move kids up and on. And if we're not able to get that thing, that's actually going to get them in the door. um, Then it's, it feels like not a waste of time, but running in circles, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I my our listeners know this, uh, or some of the listeners may know this already, but I started after college. I was a history and economics teacher in high school for a few years, and now I moved into private tutoring. But a large part of what I do has now morphed again into just straight up college advising, right? right. Not Not necessarily being a hockey advisor, but just someone who helps players navigate the process, helps students navigate that process. It is daunting. Yeah. Right. It is, especially for for parents who may be navigating it for the first time. Right. And and Allie, Bobby, I'm sure you both could agree with this that if you feel like it's overwhelming, that's totally valid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you you both have run into to players who have just kind of looked at you like what what now?
2: A hundred percent. And I mean we had boys on our team last year who were doing college I mean and and I think learning skills right now is incredibly important and holding them accountable to learning that time management and how to juggle because those are life skills you'll take on afterwards you know we always talk about what do these years mean to these boys yes it's a a career for us we're in a a business of junior hockey right but What can they take from Rogue Valley that they will continue to use moving forward as they enter adulthood and as they become, you know, men and active members of our society, maybe husbands someday, you know, whatever that whatever road they end up going down. We want to help them have those skills. So, you know, we check in about grades because not because we want to punish them and sit them on the bench, but because we care. We do care a lot about what's after this. What's after junior hockey for them? You know, we want them to feel like there's, you know, more than just mom and dad on their side and helping them navigate that afterwards. You know, we don't want them just to come play here. And then we're like, okay, bye. Thanks for having, (laughs) thanks for coming and hanging out, you know? Um, And our fans care a lot too. I mean, uh, you know, when we announced Dawson is headed to Michigan, I mean, I I will almost guarantee there's an uptick in merch sales in the University of Michigan Dearborn because we're so excited and we love him so much and we want to see him be successful. And that will continue to happen as these boys leave us eventually when they age out. So well, you
1: always like to hear you always like to hear that, right? That family atmosphere. And we'll we'll take a quick breather. Not for a commercial, not for an ad read, as I've said before, but for a game. Now it is time to play a little game that we call Minor Chats, invented by Dan Kay. Before the Dan K show even existed, Dan K on his own. You talk about a, a bird outside the nest. Dan flying into a two minute game show. The first minute is traditionally kind of a get to know you. We've done that already. But the second minute is a game show. It is rapid fire questions as I panic and try to find my timer. I've got it right here. So good to go. Have no fear because I. Absolutely came prepared and no one will be able to tell me any differently. There we go. Okay. So 60 seconds are going to go on the clock. Rapid fire questions. We're going to go alternate, right? So it'll be, we'll start with one, then we'll go to the other. Who I start with is a mystery. So you both have to be prepared. Though.
2: Okay. Sounds good. All right.
1: All right. So let me go ahead and get this started. All right. Bobby, Allie, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Allie, what's your favorite color? Purple. Bobby, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Egg. (laughs) Allie, plane, trains, or automobiles? Plane. Bobby, cats or dogs? Cats. Allie, you're about to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Chunky, super chunky, or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. Bobby, favorite movie of all time? Miracle
2: on Ice. It's a good one.
1: Allie, what is your go-to coffee order?
2: Ooh, hot chocolate.
1: Bobby, name your favorite Taylor Swift song.
0: Ooh, there isn't one. (laughs) Allie, other than Taylor
1: Swift, what is your favorite band or musician?
2: Oh, we love ACDC.
1: Bobby, if you weren't a coach, what would your job be?
0: Ooh, firefighter.
1: Allie, are you enjoying this game show so far?
2: yes so much
1: bobby quickly do you want a million dollars right now
0: yes <laughs>
1: oh. too late yes. you were so close, <laughs> so close. <laughs> i got to tell you 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 were right on it you were on the razor's edge the entire time in terms of pace and right at the end just you know you were too noncommittal about taylor swift songs which i, I agree There's too many there's too many out up. there that are incredible <laughs> um taylor swift having just done her um It almost feels like a tour of duty through New Jersey and Philadelphia. um, Mobbed the Meadowlands. I mean, I guess technically MetLife Stadium, but I call it the Meadowlands out in New Jersey. Absolutely swamped.
2: I believe it. They had
1: to tell people if you don't have a ticket, you can't come into the parking lot. Oh, jeez, that's it was amazing. I've never seen
2: videos of people standing outside stadiums just to hear the like echoing the music which is so crazy we're in oregon we're kind of like i guess the redhead stepchild of the united states people just skip us when they do t- like tours do they really they'll go like la san francisco Whoop! seattle and we're like okay i guess we don't run her
1: <laughs> hey wait a minute
2: wait a minute there's a state there <laughs> sometimes portland will get graced with someone but mm-hmm. not not typically
1: <laughs> yeah well i you guys you did a great job um we're gonna we're gonna get you up on on the leaderboard here we're gonna be updating the leaderboard every week or so um so as things kind of get released you'll you'll see where you land but i gotta tell you let's see. you did one two three four five six seven we'll count the taylor swift one eight nine ten eleven
2: nice that's pretty good that is 11
1: i 11 i'm fairly certain puts you up in the top three of the tier three so premier and elite category right now um great work what a job um before we let you go though you're both gonna get a chance to do kind of parting words right however you want the people at home to remember you the organization whatever you like you're gonna have that opportunity the first uh but first before we go i want to ask you about one more time about the community and for a player who does come to rogue valley what can they expect In terms of their day to day, whether it's their time on the ice in the facility, their interaction with the community, what does that picture look like?
0: Yeah, so we're on the ice. Um, We try to be at least six out of seven days a week. We get one off day a week. Um, We'll do our practices every day, dry land every day. Um, As far as our community stuff, we want to get the guys out there to go help um, our youth hockey, all that stuff. So a couple kids out to every practice. Um, we'll do some fun community events this year, like, um, uh, reading to kids, going to schools and all that stuff. Um, but just really just being a part of the great community.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that all nice stuff, it's pretty regimen, but when it comes to the community, we really take any opportunity that pops up and people have kind of learned that about us. We're always like, Hey, if you need help, we got some very, in shape teenage boys that want to give back. And so, you know, whether it's um we had someone reach out to us the other day about the an event they're putting on um this summer actually. And um we're like sign us up, you know, we jump on it quickly. We have private events at the ice rink where they'll come out and just teach kids how to skate. And it could be an event that has nothing to do with hockey or ice skating. But them just being there may make a kid think maybe i want to play hockey you know and we really need that here in southern oregon and so the boys play a huge part in that so if if a boy wants to be a role model um and maybe spark the love of hockey in a kid who's never been exposed to it southern oregon's a great place to be
1: well i mean there you have it if there's one thing that it seems like we have we've kind of gotten across about rogue valley royals and the the ownership and the environment is that it is a a family atmosphere right it's competitive it's accountable high expectations all the things you want to to really see from from you know a, a player's perspective a parent's perspective right when you're sending your kid either either close to home or halfway across the country you want to hear all these things i'll let you both uh, take a take a minute here you can kind of close out your section however you'd like whatever impression you want to leave the folks at home with
2: we'll go first you can on that but i mean i think for us i mean for me at least Speaking to other parents, I mean, we are parents. We have a three-year-old and a two-month-old. Um, this environment really couldn't get more family-friendly, I guess. our My son absolutely adores each and every one of those boys that are on our team. Um, he's only three, but he already ice skates, which is really fun. And so if you are looking to send your children somewhere where they will be taken care of both physically and mentally, um, because mental health is so incredibly important. Um, this is one of those places we will absolutely love and, and take care of your children um, in the, in the name of hockey. And that's why we're all here. That's what brings us together. But at the end of the day, we want to create relationships that will last beyond that. So.
0: Yeah. And just um, kind of reiterating on what Ali was saying, just that overall sense of family and everything here that we, that we really try to get going. Um, A lot of these players, you know, it's unfortunate, but 99.9% of them will not play in the NHL. We'll all have jobs one day. Um, So we definitely want them to, when they're, you know, grown men, when they're 30, 40, being able to look back and go, wow, I had such a blast. I still talk to, you know, all my teammates and, um, just an incredible experience, right? We want to make that lifelong impression um, where we're not just a hit stop on the road. We want to be kind of that, you know, main attraction of um, awesome community, good coaches, good players, and just that overall feeling of being welcomed.
2: Yeah. You know, one of our boys called me the other day and we talked on the phone for 45 minutes about absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I hung up and I told Bobby afterwards, I said, I am so grateful to have that type of relationship where they can call and talk about whatever, school, uh, prospective jobs. And I said, I really want this to continue to be an environment where someday they'll bring their families back to Southern Oregon, their wives, their kids, to come catch a Royals game and relive some of those, the best years of their life. This should be the best years of their life. So, and then of course, a good product on the ice too, right coach?
1: (laughs) Well, I, I, like I said, you, you talked about earlier how you're you're getting that mix of, of veteran and youth, that mix of speed, skill, physicality. We expect big things out of Rogue Valley this year. I'm going to end with the word trust. Trust is a hard thing around the game of junior hockey. I have met so many parents who, you know, to a certain extent are a little disillusioned, right? They, they think that hockey is all numbers and advisors and kickbacks. And, and while there is a business side to the game, we've talked about that at length. You want your, your children, your young men, your, your teenagers to be in a place where they can be supported by the coach, by the ownership, by the team, where they're not driving themselves to games, where they're not eating gas station food all the time. So if you want to send your kids to a great place to play in a competitive, accountable environment that supports their mental health, that supports their development as players, you have to check out the Rogue Valley Royals. We want to thank you for joining us.
2: Thank we you, want to thank Bobby, awesome.
1: especially for joining us. You guys were great. This is amazing. We look forward to catching up with you guys in person this season, maybe at, at the Vegas Showcase.
2: Yes, we'll be there.
1: Fantastic. We will be there as well. We want to thank our our sponsors. First off, our presenting sponsor, the Pueblo Bulls. You can run with the Bulls, but to quote Dan Kay, only run with the Pueblo Bulls. If it's a real bill, real bull, you run from the Bulls. Do not try to engage a real-life wild bull. We want to thank our sponsor, Remastered Sleep, It is the water bottle of your dreams. You can stop snoring with just a sip. It's a resistance, myofunctional water bottle that helps strengthen the muscles in your throat that can help you stop snoring. You can go to remasteredsleep.com and get 10% off your order with the code DANCASHO. That's DANCASHO at checkout for 10% off. Body-trick.com, the all-natural solution to keeping yourself clean, keeping your sports equipment clean. Their Penalty Kill Spray is incredible. Deodorizer, Selly Salt. Sprinkle a little seasoning on your next meal, especially when you're cooking for 25 hockey players. You need all the help you can get. Go to Selly Salt, Google them, find out more about them today. My name is Lucas Jones. Thank you so much for listening to the Dan K Show podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankeshow.com.